Hello, everybody. Diana here for the Sales and Marketing for Massage Therapist podcast. Talking today about judgment. This was a topic that someone brought up in class that was a point of concern for this person, and it applied to how she viewed her clients. There were points for her where she experienced such deep resentment and judgment of her clients. I'm laughing because I've been there myself. Um, and it deeply disturbed her. It is not amusing, but it kind of is because it's amazing where your brain goes when there's judgment and what we get upset about in other people. So that's why I'm laughing because it's, I'm laughing at me kind of laughing at her because of what we're doing to ourselves and where is it coming from? And really, you've probably heard this before that judgment is, is a, we're transferring it outside of ourselves. So instead of judging ourselves, we're judging other people. Other people are mirroring certain things to us that really bother us. And so we choose to judge others rather than address it in ourselves which when I had that realization very long ago, I was like, eh, why can't I just be right about something? Anyway, I digress. Uh, there is no upside to judgment. There is a, I think that there's, it, for some people, there is a sense of pleasure one gets out of judging other people. It's, it's like an indulgence, a guilty pleasure in a way. And there, there can be things to learn from judging other people when we apply that same mirror to ourselves. And so it, it serves a purpose and it has served a purpose for us for millennia, because when we look at judgment, I look at judgment in this way, it's that we're assessing people. If, you know, for instance, we are prehistoric people in a tribe and some unknown person comes to our particular tribe, we're going to judge them because they're different from us. And that difference could mean life or death for us, the safety of our tribe. So it makes sense that we're going to judge. We're going to assess and look at those differences perhaps as a threat or perhaps a, a, a cause for fascination. So, I look at judgment in a lot of different ways because I've always been, I've done a lot of work on myself in terms of judgment about my, in myself. I noticed that this is a trend. It's very, it has been a pattern in my life for years and years and years. Um, did I learn it at my parents' knees? Yep, I sure did. Um, there is a purpose, like I said, behind it. It's protective. It is, um, it's clarifying in a way. So I've learned to accept that I can be a very judgmental person. I can feel when that judgmental energy rises up in my body. And I, you know, I have learned to just accept that it's there. I'm feeling judgment and being curious about, well, okay, I'm feeling judgmental. Why? What is this situation? What is this person? or their reactions, what they're saying to me, what is it triggering in me that I have this need to judge them? 
kind of viciously at times. So as it applies to this person in the class, bringing up judgment of their clients and the judgments at the heart of it, um, it became apparent that this particular person in the class was heading towards a, a form of burnout, not a lot of compassion for anybody, including herself. And so even less compassion for her clients who, you know, they kept presenting some of the same things. They were not people that she wanted to work with. Ultimately, that was what we found out that she was a, kept attracting these kinds of people over and over and over again, and really examining what it was about these people that she had to learn something about herself from what were they mirroring back to her that in, 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 in as she saw it in a relentless way that you know, she had to address on some level. And it was fascinating that she, you know, there was a common thread throughout all these clients who she judged so harshly. And it got to the point where she kept having the same type of client over and over and over again. And for the most part, presenting in, in similar ways physically. And so we examined that a bit in the class because to me, to me, it was, so there's so much here to mine in terms of your beliefs about your clients. And at, on, on some level, a belief you have about yourself that there should be, um, that these people should be following a certain direction in terms of their health, in terms of their nutrition, in terms of the, how they um, move their bodies and the, the habits that get them into trouble physically. Um, and, and so it, it was pretty in-depth conversation for a few minutes about all, where all this judgment was coming from. And so I've, I've been there too. It's, it's like, I think is if we've been around long enough, we have some of the same clients returning to us. And, and in the beginning, that's super nice before we know who our clients are to some extent, who we're really, really love to work with. But in the beginning, and maybe even further, we just, there's just one set of clients that we keep taking with us wherever we go. And they're not so much, um, not who we want to work with, but that maybe they're not who we really adore working with. They're kind of in the middle and because they continue to see us and pay us money, and move with us. They're kind of steady. They're not ideal clients when we, we boil it down, but we see no reason to cut that cord for any reason or change the dynamics between you know, uh, practitioner and client. So I find it, I've had to do this a few times over my career where I'm just like, there's sort of um, a natural selection of people to borrow a evolutionary phrase that, you know, some people just will take themselves out of my business. And sometimes a few times I've had to take people out. I've had to take them out of my business. Sometimes there's just a, a natural gain and loss of people over time. It's just the way it is. Um, but when it, it, those sticky points for the, the client was they feel stuck with this group of clients and 
when we looked at it, she recognized that she hadn't evolved past them in a way, or she was afraid to evolve past them. So they came to represent a sort of, not a mirror, but they represented something to her that she maybe wasn't, wasn't quite ready to change. She just wasn't there. And there were her own lifestyle choices, her own nutritional choices, her own exercise, stretching, how she treated her body was very much represented by these people. And she didn't quite see it until we talked about it. And once she had that realization, there was a space and a pause and also a great deal of compassion, like, oh, I've been judging them unknowingly, just sort of unconsciously, because I'm so frustrated with myself, I'm not taking care of myself. And the way I talk to my clients about, I recommend my clients doing. And so all that resentment was coming from this inability to accept who she was or what she was doing, who she is now. And that was a big moment. Um, so it was really fascinating to see her make all these connections in terms of her own judgment. And that big old mirror that other people hold up to us when we're in a way wanting to change we're, as human beings, it's just inevitable. We will evolve. Well, and some of us evolve whether we want to or not. And I think there can be ease in evolution and change with awareness. And so that's where this particular uh, person who was in, in the class, it really reminded me of myself in a lot of ways because I, I would talk to people about my clients and some of them were really, this is earlier on 15 years ago, maybe. And just being frustrated with these people who were not honoring my boundaries, um, were not people I wanted to come back. I mean, I felt really uncomfortable with them. They were seeing things or, you know, it, I just felt super vulnerable and exposed when certain clients would come in and it was really deeply uncomfortable. I think it was like the first two or three years of my massage therapy career. I was like, I don't know what, what is going on, but every button was being pushed in me, my first two or three years. Why I stuck with it, I do not know, but here we are. Um, and so I recognized my clients were showing me things. That's where our clients are teachers. And so going back to judgment, I, it, it's, it is what we do as human beings. Another way, another word for judgment is assessing, you know, that probably doesn't have quite the heavy connotation and weight that judgment has. Judgment sounds bad. It sounds very um, guilty or innocent, but you're probably guilty. Kind of like there's an inherent guilt if you're judging somebody, which I don't like. I think assessing is more um, it's, it's the more detached maybe. Um, and so I like to use the word assess rather than judge. And it just 
calms me down my my nervous system down a little bit when I, you know, remind people or even volunteer like, okay, instead of the word judgment here, can we just say assess? And, and can you feel a difference in your body? If you, you, if you change judgment to assess, is it helpful to do that when you're thinking of your clients? Um, and with this particular person in the class, it was, you know, assessing for her gave her some distance, but it also gave her clarity. There was less emotional weight to her assessment. It became less personal it became less aggravating. So the words, like I have said many times are really important. And, and in some cases we really have to define them for ourselves in a way that's really supports us. I mean, judgment is still has weight to me from that, you know, inherent guilt thing. Um, assessment just sounds cleaner to each their own, I guess. So it is when there's this sense of judgment, it's either like a yes or a no. It's, it's, um, uh, yes, I like that. No, I don't like that. Or, um, it's this or that good or bad. There's such a, you know, a binary system going on here. It's one or the other, which is what I don't like about this all or nothing view of the world that a lot of us think like we, we, our brain has trouble entertaining the stuff in between this or that yes or no good or bad. And I think the sweet spot is somewhere in between those two things. There's a spectrum here and yes and no serve purposes, this or that serve purposes. But I feel and it just very restricted when someone says this or that. And I was like, I don't like either one of those. Do you have any other options? Does it have to be yes or no? Can it be yes, no now, and yes later? Can it be, you know, maybe something to think about? Maybe if this, <laughs> no, but if you did this, it could be a yes. So I think there's so much at play here when we're dealing with, you know, judgment and, and the sort of the binary dynamics we have in our world, the, you know, binary, you know, shows up in mathematics, computers, in nature. It is, it is just, uh, uh, I don't even know the words, you know, it's one or zero. Those are our choices. And that has gotten us very, very far in our evolution as human beings and technology and science and, you know, the medical field, it, you know, this binary system is helpful, but it's not the only system. And so when I think about judging my clients sometimes, and you know, they're human beings, they're sometimes they're going to be really human when you see them and complaining about the same things that they've been complaining about for the last 10 years. And, you know, you've had the conversation with them over and over again about the limits of massage and, um, and also the expansive quality of massage in terms of bringing better quality of life to people. It, you know, you've had those conversations with these clients over and over again. And just sometimes it gets really like, do we have to talk about this again? Yeah, apparently we do. And we can do that with as much love as we can muster in those moments, compassion, 
recognize that they're not having the best day and they're, they are uh, defaulting to certain behavior because they just, <laughs> they can't um, um, get out of their own way that day. They're just not prepared to be super conscious and proactive. So, so there's a limit in what we can do as, you know, as massage therapists and as human beings for our clients. I think, um, I think it comes back to if there are, is one client or a particular set of clients who inspire judgment within you, I think it's worth investigating, obviously. I think that there is a germ of, or a seed of um, awareness and transformation in those things that you judge. And while I think for people like me, whose tendency is to judge very quickly, um, I can still judge. I just feel different when I do it. I don't feel at this point, I don't feel like I'm coming from, I'm better than you. I feel like I'm assessing. I feel like, okay, well, they're this, this kind of person. They're saying these kinds of things. I know how, how I respond to people who say things like this. Um, I really need to pay more attention to this person because I know of all my default settings, all my default triggers. When I talk to people, I really want to be clear. So I'm, when I'm assessing somebody and I'm talking to them, I'm trying to get a read of who they are without my presumptions, without making general blanket judgments about them. Like, and I can feel sometimes that urge when I talk to some clients specifically, I can feel that like sort of ball of resentment and judgment and annoyance come up. And I'm like, okay, let's mentally in my mind, take a big step back and just listen, really just engage with them. Keep your own voice and your own brain out of this as much as possible. And just listen to your client. That is a huge skill to have. And also allowing all of that stuff, all of those feelings, all of those assumptions, judgments, and whatever, they're going to be there, but I just kind of shove them off to the side because that's not the human being I want to be. And it takes some practice, but it's like, it can all be there all at the same time, but I want to respond to my client in an open, curious way. As, as much as I can pull up, I want to present this way. I want to feel curious and open, not just pretend to be open and curious. Although there are times when that's about all I can do until I calm myself down, get myself to a place where like, okay, Diana, calm the hell down, take a deep breath, take a big mental step back and breathe for a second. And then just listen, just listen and not feel I have to take any other action than that. So I find that very helpful because I don't have to, I don't have to pretend to be somebody else. I don't have to pretend that that stuff isn't there. The stuff that doesn't feel so great, the old judgment habits and, um, assumptions about people. I just, it's like, it's all there all at the same time, all these sort of voices and noise. And it's like, I'm aware enough of myself. I'm one step of detachment away from myself. I'm like, Oh, here you go, Diana. Just, just, just 
okay, we're going to take care of ourselves first. <laughs> we're going to talk to ourselves in a gentle, kind way and let that stuff be there, but recognize we're in a conversation with somebody else right now and we have to pay attention. <laughs> and it's interesting to me how much easier that that is to do. And I've done a lot of work on myself and I've made a lot of decisions about who I want to be when I talk to other people. And there's just mm -hmm. like this old noise, like this judgment can be born of, of, um, insecurity. It can be born out of nervousness, awkwardness. And so that's where a lot of my judgment comes in. And so if I'm judging somebody, oh, stay away from them. I'm, I'm going to put up a wall between me and them. So I'm protecting myself. So I'm very aware of all these tendencies and patterns in my, in me. So because of that, I want, I choose to be, uh, open and curious. So that was my long winded way of explaining that. But anyway, I think it's, um, one of those things as a massage therapist or even any other line of work, there'll be a time when you want to judge somebody and it might be warranted. It might be necessary. It might be, um, revolve around your safety. So I'm not saying don't judge. I'm saying judge with more awareness, more openness about you and the other person, but really about what you yourself are experiencing when you're in the process of judging, what is going on in your body, what is going on in your brain and see where that information takes you. And I've, I've talked a lot recently about, uh, nervous system regulation, our emotions and our reactions to what people say and do disrupts regulation and, and it excites our nervous system sometimes in very old pattern ways. And it's, we are conditioned to respond that way to some of the things that we deal with every day. And so judgment is a way to protect ourselves against that overstimulation of our nervous system that it's like, we're going to overreact in a way that's going to uh, cause something to happen. And we'll either run away we'll we'll either, um, repel the quote unquote enemy. It, it, it just, it, it, I'm running out of words. It has served a purpose. I keep saying that, but it, it, it has. Um, so judgment with awareness is more of a compassionate step. It's, it's more about that pause that you can give yourself and say, Oh God, I'm feeling judgmental right now. What's going on and making a decision. I don't want to feel this way anymore. I want to stop, or I can't quite stop right now. I have to take a break. I just need to get through this conversation and deal with this later, or I'm just going to allow all of it right now but stay standing on my feet and do the best I can. Those are all options. So judgment of our clients, their lifestyles and all that very educational stuff. If you have any questions for me, any comments, please let me know. I think there will be one more episode 
of this podcast in 2022. I'm not sure when it will be released, but I got one more and then I'll be done um, until January uh, with some possible changes. Not sure what the direction is. So thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next time.